Marcus. Hello. Hi, Hi. Marcus. All right. So let's get into it. (laughs) Let's get into it. I love it. Well, thank you so much again for doing this. I'm actually glad because now that we know each other and, you know, we've talked before, so I, you know, it's a much more familiar conversation. So you thought I was just posing at first. You thought it was all an act. (laughs) A little little bit, bit. maybe a little bit. But then we bit. saw the boy band bathroom and we we're like, oh man, you sold you us know, on the boy band legit. bathroom. <laughs> Great. I love it. I love it. So tell us about your start as a comedian. So you started as a juggler, a, co- a comedy juggler. So which came, <laughs> people which listening came to first? this podcast are going to be like, why do you have a juggler on your <laughs> podcast? All right. So I, I started my career, if you want to call it that, when I was like a teen doing professional comedy juggling shows. And I started out street performing, I worked my way up to cruise ships and corporate events. Like I did everything and moved to New York in like 2004, went to school for theater and film. And then I started uh, working like, uh, just like juggling comedy full time. And up until maybe like five years ago, I started doing stand up comedy without any juggling and that's where I'm at now where if the price is right I'll do a juggling show but I really love just doing stand-up comedy and it's so fun and it's so like raw and gritty and it's a challenge for me because I could do my juggling show in my sleep and but I really enjoy being present on stage and just to and every show is different so it's it's really fun and I have some uh, boy band material, which is also really fun to talk about on stage. And it's funny because I'll do colleges and I'll talk about boy bands and they just don't get it. They're too young. And then I'll talk to like, I'll do a comedy club in the city and it's like people in their 30s or 40s or late 20s and they get it. They know what's up. Um, so that's always fun. But you'd think, oh, a college crowd, that's the type of age that'll understand the Backstreet Boys and NSYNC and O-Town references I'm making, but no, they're too young now. I'm like, oh, come on. Like, I'm not that old, but I guess they're more of a 1D BTS uh, five sauce group. The millennials are growing up. Yeah, they are. We're growing up. I loved that joke that you made when you opened up for (laughs) O-Town. The Akaika one? Uh, Yes, the Akaika one. I was like, only a very uh, astute audience on O-Town would understand that. I loved it. They loved it. As soon as I said that joke, and if you're listening, the joke was, so, okay, first of all, I opened up for O-Town, which was incredible, which is like bucket list. Like my wife came, it was a big deal. I was nervous. I was sweating. It was, it was great. And I said, um, this is crazy. Open up for O-Town. They're one of my favorite groups of all time. I'm in the back hanging out in their dressing room, just getting in their way. I'm like a Kaika's brother. And I just kind of like leaned into it. And people were like, oh, that's great. We get it. A Kaika's brother was there for no reason, got in the way all the time. So that's, you know, like <laughs> just trying to like be self-deprecating, but also I'm a townie. So I get it. I love it. I love it so much. So why boy bands? I know that people ask you this all the time, but they they do. And I don't have a great answer other than that. I like, them. I like, like I get into it. And this started when I was real young. Like when I first heard uh, the like tearing at my heart or something, I don't know what it was, but I was like, oh, this is great. And 
I, I was in theater growing up and in theater, like guys are outnumbered crazy. Like it's mostly like girls and there's like four guys in a theater camp or something. And, but all these girls were listening to like sync, and I was like, Oh, what is this? Oh, let me take a listen to this. Oh, these guys seem cool. They have nice move dance moves and they're are fun to watch. And so I think that's how I kind of got into it. Just like who I was hanging out with was listening to that. And I'm kind of like, I kind of morph into like whatever group I'm like, <laughs> I'm hanging out with at the time, but it stuck. And I was like, Oh, this is great. And I liked the energy. And then I went, went into high school and I was surprised, but like a lot of people in my high school also were like, Oh no, NSYNC's pretty cool. I'm like, all right, all right, all right. And, and then I went to their concerts and it, it just became a thing. And I just started liking them. And then it kind of, I will say my, I did have a period maybe like, oh, within the last 10 years where I wasn't as in tuned with it I was just into other things and then when O-Town said they were coming back I was like oh I'm back in because <laughs> like when NSYNC stopped performing and I was never a Backstreet Boy fan up until like very very recently then I was like oh there's you know it's not much going on NSYNC's not around anymore you know uh, O-Town's not you know but then O-Town decided to come back and I was like oh that just really kind of like re uh energize my my love and passion for listening and and following uh, the boy band movement it's because it is a movement you know you oh, might yeah. just think it's some songs but it's some lifestyle it's though it's a movement i like it i think i also love that like you can drop back in at any time and it's like hey we're we're still here we're waiting for you like you said you can kind of take that time off and then you jump right back in and it's like you're hit with like all the fun memories you have with it and just like and then you're like, God, this is so good. Why don't I listen to this all the time? Mm-hmm, totally. And like my wife and I, like my wife grew up a generation before me, didn't, wasn't really into boy bands. And then, but now like we, you know, we go to O-Town and she knows the words better than I do sometimes. She's like, oh, this is Hello World. This is a great song. I love it. And I'm like, oh, geez. All right. Like, it's great. It's, it's, it's like, we look forward to, to going to the shows and hanging out. It's a great time. Yeah, you're right. You can just jump back in at any time. And it's like they never left. Yeah. Yeah. And boy band shows and boy band adjacent shows are just so much fun. And I love the kind of temporary community that gets formed. And it's so inclusive and people can just be who they are with no judgment. There's just something just so unique about that environment. It is interesting, though, because, I mean, obviously you're a straight white male, so yep. a lot of the sorry stigma- don't don't hate me <laughs> <laughs> no we don't hate you we actually love that you are so open and love something that isn't typically liked by your kind so <laughs> yeah I think but I think you'd be surprised there's a lot of closeted straight white men I think who are into boy bands more than we know in fact a buddy of mine I, I was talking comedy with the other day mentioned he was like oh I'm a big I wanted to be a pop star when I was younger and I love NSYNC and the Backstreet Boys, but I could just never like come out and say that. I'm like, really? (laughs) We had a long talk about it. So they, there are, you know, they're there, they're out there. They're just a little bit more on the DL. They are, but I'm hoping that your comedy kind of starts this movement of more men like you that are much more open about their liking of the boy bands. Let's get some alphas in the, in in the group. Yeah. (laughs) That's right. It's That's like, what we need. I don't know. I love it when guys will talk about that they like 
a boy band. I will swipe right on anyone who says like Backstreet Boys over NSYNC or even NSYNC over Backstreet Boys. Like I'll swipe right. Let's have that conversation. I want to talk. Sure, it's sure, like, sure, it's sure. Such yeah. like a fun thing to see. Usually like people are like not putting that on a profile. Um, at least men usually aren't. So oh. when I see that, I'm like, okay, let's talk about it. I love that you're going to talk, like put this out there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's great. So you kind of talked about this, but your favorite boy bands, uh, you mentioned NSYNC and O-Town. Mm-hmm. Any other ones yep. that you really enjoy? Well, I mean, up until recently, I was never a Backstreet Boys fan. Like, I liked them, but I was never, I was always in sync over Backstreet Boys. But then I went to the DNA concert. I actually went with Trevor uh, from O-Town in LA, and we had a great time, and they put on such a good show. And then I went to see them again in, uh, when I was home in Wisconsin. They played Milwaukee. And it was I saw it again. I was like, oh, it's even better the second time. And their music's so good. And But I really like some of the songs that aren't as popular. But And they did some of the, like, the deep cuts in that tour. So it was, yeah, fascinating. Really good. Really fun show. We can podcast field trip to the show in July. And it was unbelievable. Yeah. Oh, I bet. Bet. Wait, did you, were you in the pit? How it was set up, there wasn't really like a, a pit per se. Mm. It was like an outdoor amphitheater. So, but we were like, we ended up actually getting our tickets upgraded. Someone approached us and we had long seats and they gave us like really good seats, which was really nice. Did they Um, know you from the podcast? No, they (laughs) approached us out of nowhere. (laughs) It was very like, Hey kids, do you want some candy? Get in the van. It was like, Hey, do you guys want a ticket upgrade? Uh, yeah. (laughs) That's great. I love that. It was That's pretty awesome. sweet. So where did you get upgraded to? It's probably like 12th row. They were pretty That's nice. That's not bad. Yeah. Yeah, they were really yeah. good seats. Probably 110 degrees. No joke. It was like we were in the middle of a huge heat wave. So it was so, so hot. And you would think like, oh, when the sun goes down, it'll cool off. No, it was one of those nights. There was no air. The air was completely still. And like these poor guys were up on stage. Like Nick Carter refused to take off his leather jacket. He's like, I can't show off the dad bod. And we we're like, Nick Carter, it is a hundred degrees out. It's okay. Like yeah. they must yeah, have he's been allowed. absolutely dying. Wow. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It, I can't it imagine a- doing a show in that. No. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're such pros and troopers. Oh, it's, yeah. it's crazy. It was a really great show though. And it reconfirmed how amazing AJ is and how much I he's absolutely love AJ. Oh, he's great. He's the best. I like Kevin. He's great. I like oh. Kevin. He's like a little mysterious. Yeah. And we, you, love Kevin. <laughs> we love Kevin too. And I don't know if this happened at the show that you were at, but Kevin, whenever he would have a solo, people would go nuts. Did that happen with you too? Uh, not that I noticed, but I'm sure it happened. I just, I didn't pick up on that. Oh, it was very evident. Maybe it just, maybe in our section, it was, it was like the Kevin section. <laughs> well, I know Kevin. that his mother passed recently. So I think he was getting, there were like clips online where he was getting emotional singing some, uh, some like sadder lyrics. And I wonder if they were trying to like cheer him up for that. Maybe if, I don't know. Maybe, but yeah, it was a great show. And the DNA album in my opinion, I think the DNA album is their best album that they put out. Oh, hands down. So good. Yeah. Every song on that I listen to and I like. It's so good. And I kind of, it kind of reminds me of when you talked about O-Town last time and you were like, I feel like O-Town's gotten better over the years. Oh, they have. Yeah. And I feel like the Backstreet Boys were awesome. And then they kind of dipped a little bit and then they got amazing. 
with the DNA album? Oh, it's so good. I mean, I can't, there's not a single song on there I skipped through. It's a no skips album. It's a no skips album, 100%. I just, I remember being in the car and hearing um, Don't Go Breaking My Heart when it first like came out. And I was like, God, this is so good. And I'm like, who is this? And they're like, oh, and that was the Backstreet Boys. I was like, the Backstreet Boys. Wait, you couldn't recognize their voices like, and you're supposed no, to be this I did, big but Backstreet like, Boys fan? I was like, what is this? <laughs> I was like, where did this come from? I'm like, it's been a minute since they've done anything. And I was just like, what is going on? And I was like, this is such a bop. Like immediate download, had it on like repeat until like I got oh, sick yeah. of it. And then I was like, okay, <laughs> now I move on to the next That's- song to hyper fixate on. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do that too. I listen, like right now I'm listening to the new Blink-182 song on repeat over and over. And I'm like, oh, I love it. Until another yeah. new song comes up. Blink-182 is definitely a oh. boy band. Totally. By totally. our broad definition. <laughs> Which is what? An ensemble of young men, at least in their prime when they start out, singing catchy tunes with a catchy hook and a catchy melody marketed primarily to teenagers in their prime. Yeah, that's great. Love it. Yeah. And they had coordinated outfits if you include them all wearing their underwear. So did the seven dwarfs. <laughs> and they're all singing one, seven hi, dwarfs ho, of- hi ho. They could, they could have been like the first boy band right now. <laughs> so off to work melody. we go. And you already have like the sleepy one, the, the, the sneezy one. Like they all had their individual like <laughs> oh my personalities. God. Just saying. Original boy band. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Interesting. Yeah, Snow White's like their Lou Pearlman. <laughs> I don't know. This might be a stretch, but if someone wants to write a thesis on that, I'll I'll read it. Oh man, I'll co-sign that thesis. All right, perfect. Someone Love else it. write it though. I'm too busy. Just want to mention one thing about the Backstreet Boys. I just want to thank you for Undone putting that like little nugget in my brain about undone. It's so good. Did you know that that's a Ryan Tedder song? No. Who is that? Uh, he's the, uh, the lead singer of one Republic. He's behind oh. he's a big time producer songwriter. Yes. Like I do know yeah. who that is. It, it's, it's sick. Uh, thank you yeah. for mentioning that that's on, that was on the set list. Cause I think that's become one of my favorite Backstreet Boys songs right now. Oh, it's, it's my all-time favorite now. And I mean, I only discovered it like at the concert with Trevor this summer, but it, you know, I was like, oh, this song slaps. He's like, yeah, it's undone. I'm like, woo. Then they started playing hey. Drowning. I'm like, this sounds like all or nothing. He's like, I know ours came out first. I'm like, all right. Oh, what is that? Do you know any behind the scenes stuff about the piano at the beginning of both of those songs? Why they're the same? I don't, I mean, I, I don't know. All I know is all or nothing was out first. Trevor told me and then I was like oh okay and then he was like but it was very like released very close to the same time they were there are so many times when I was listening to it on the radio thinking that it was all or nothing mm-hmm. and I was like oh it's drowning I'm a mm-hmm, little disappointed mm-hmm. <laughs> still a good tune still a good song though but yeah oh, yeah all yeah. or nothing is just like so good I listen to that song at least once a week all or nothing is probably one of the best boy band songs to ever be created in my opinion agreed Agreed. Totally. And uh, Undone's a close second. Yes. <laughs> so in terms of InSync versus Backstreet Boys, you talked mm-hmm. about how you were an InSync fan growing up and then you realized your love for Backstreet Boys. Very recently, like within the last couple months. 
Yeah. Maybe a year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I, I make this comparison a lot because when people ask me NSYNC or Backstreet Boys and I'm like, I feel like NSYNC and Backstreet Boys are our generation's Beatles and Rolling Stones because the oh. Beatles, because the Beatles were only around for a few years and they were huge. And then they broke up, never got back together. They Backstreet Boys the are the Yes. And the Rolling Stones still continue to this day tour. So yeah. Wow. Yeah. But, and it's interesting. That's very fascinating. Thank you. And I think that, you know, a lot of people, when they say Backstreet Boys is better because of their longevity, when you're talking about Beatles versus Rolling Stones, nobody's ever saying, oh, well, the Rolling Stones, their longevity is, you know, the reason why they're Mm -hmm. better. And it's commendable in both situations but I don't think that that necessarily makes you a better band. Mm-hmm. I think. Right. Yeah. There's reasons why I think NSYNC is better than the Backstreet Boys, but I think what it really comes down to is personal preference. Really. I completely agree. I do. I think that's, that's it. And <laughs> I would get like really mad when people would say they like, like the Backstreet Boys over NSYNC for some reason. I'd be like, how could, what? like, are you, uh? Cause I was just so it, it, like, you know, I had like blinders on, you know, I was like, no, I put all my eggs in the, in, in sync basket very early on, but I should say, I would, I would listen to them growing up back to your boys. I wasn't like, Oh no, I never want to hear them. I would listen to them, but I just would never like get into them. But now like after seeing them, I'm like, Oh my God, I can't, I don't know why it took me so long, but I was like, yeah, they're real good. I mean, they've been together for almost 30 years now. It's like, of course they know what they're doing. Sorry, Lizzie. I hope you're not offended. No, I mean, I don't have any objective reasons why I think Backstreet Boys is better. It's just my opinions and feelings and like the nostalgia. And like, I talked a little bit about this on the Backstreet Boys episode. I don't know where the Millennium album came from in my life. It just appeared one day. And Mm -hmm. then it was like my entire personality because I would have been like, oh, I don't know. Like, so what did that come out? 99, 2000? I would have been like 10 So like, that is like peak middle school, fourth, fifth grade. Everyone has an opinion on which boy band is best. That was just the album that stuck out to me. I didn't listen to NSYNC as much. I think it's very wrapped up for me in memories, probably Mm. the same way. Like I love One Direction so much because I have so many amazing memories tied up to going to concerts and seeing them and the relationships I've built it's all very much wrapped up in memory and nostalgia and all of that. Mm-hmm. So when I hear the songs, I'm kind of transported back to that time. And I guess I just don't have that as much with NSYNC. Mm-hmm. So therefore yeah, that, I like the Backstreet Boys better, <laughs> but that's completely yeah, there was subjective. Also, I mean, and, and then part of the reason why NSYNC was formed was to compete with the Backstreet Boys, right? So they kind of made it what you have to pick one or the other mm-hmm. when they were starting out. And I even remember like the Backstreet Boys, like, taking baseball bats to like fake in sync dolls or something at a concert. And so they kind of like, were like, you know, like pitching them against each other. So they almost like made you have to pick. I think that just like carried on with everyone. Oh, we can't like both. We have to just like decide who, what team we're on. And then that's the team you're on. And I think that even boils down even further, like within the band, like you, you pick a guy, right. And you stand behind them. Like I'm thinking mostly about, um, One Direction, just because that's the band I have like the most (laughs) knowledge about. Like you were a Harry girl or a Louis girl or a Zayn, Niall, Liam. 
And you didn't stray from that. You still don't stray from it. Whoever like you picked, that was your ride or die. And like, you kind of Mm -hmm. put them against each other. And then, you know, inevitably when a band broke up or went on hiatus or whatever, you would follow your person through their solo career. And I don't know, it's just, it's a very competitive field, even among the fans of a band, then they kind of fragment into, well, who's your guy? Like, who, who do you stand? And Mm -hmm. it's, it's a fierce competition. It truly is. Yeah. So let's get back to you. You talked about your favorite boy bands or a couple of your favorite boy bands. Any more that you want to make note of any underrated boy bands? Yeah. (laughs) So when I was growing up and I grew up in Milwaukee and there was a Chicago boy band called phase four. And there was two identical twins in the group. And then this guy, Justin and this guy, Lucas, they broke up and the two twins did their own thing. And then Justin, Lucas, and Jackie formed VI3. And they had this song, a banger of a song called Eyes Closed So Tight. It's on Spotify. And it's a ballad. Justin wrote it. Great song. And they would, I opened for them once. They, I performed at this nightclub in Milwaukee. I was doing like an extreme juggling show at the time. So I'd open up for bands. And when I, anytime I found out like a boy band or a pop act was coming, I opened up for like, chingy or like uh dating myself here but like you know the 2000s acts and this was like 2003 so opened up for vi3 it was fun they broke up and then i emailed lucas from the band because he sent out an email to his fans being like yeah sorry you know we're broken up i'm trying to figure out what to do and then i emailed him and i'm like hey man i kind of opened for you guys once in milwaukee anyway good luck with everything i'm a comedian juggler and then I was like any interest in managing me and then he wrote back he's like heck yeah and so then he started managing me for like a year or two and um like I go to Chicago go to his apartment and I'm like oh my god I'm in Lucas's apartment he's in VI3 and you know he was signed to MCA like a pretty big label I don't know what I thought an ex-boy band member could do for my career at the time but he introduced me to the really nice people and I was moving to New York. So he kind of like set me up with some stuff, but that they were a great boy band. They didn't last very long, but they had some good, good music. So that's one story. Who else is good? Oh man. Oh, and then I moved to New York. I signed with a manager, different manager, and he represented a boy band called B3. And they were this band that was like guys from New York but they were pretty much only famous in Germany and Malaysia. And, but they, they had, they had like two or three albums out and they were really good. I became like really good friends with Johnny from the band. Then I actually became roommates with his brother. And so Johnny, you know, would hang out all the time, but they had some really good songs too, but they're not on Spotify. At least they're not on like the American version of Spotify. So I, I would love to have them uh, added somehow. Um, but yeah, so that they were also like a really good group that I don't think is in, I, on anyone's radar anymore. But I also, I like to listen to them. Awesome. So out of any of those boy bands or any other boy bands, are there any members that you feel like don't get enough credit for how awesome they are? Oh, geez. Well, it, I don't I don't know if it's that's hard to answer just because from my perspective, like I respect and appreciate everyone in those bands. So like, I'm like, I don't think anyone should <laughs> feel like salty or like not like getting the credit they deserve. 
Um, but I'm sure, I'm sure it happens, especially if you're, you know, only singing backup and not singing lead, you might feel like you're in the shadows or something, but no, I don't, I can't think, can you think of anyone who doesn't get the respect they deserve? I mean, I feel like Joey, Chris and Lance and NSYNC because they didn't have that many leads. Uh, mm-hmm. I also feel like, you know, Kevin from Backstreet Boys is awesome. Yeah. So kind of to Louis your Tomlinson point from One Direction, Louis Tomlinson, I feel like there's oh. so many, so many of the guys that kind of like you said that are more backup, but are either creative behind the scenes because they produce or they write songs or they just have this incredible voice that's for some reason is better as background and not mm-hmm. so much as the lead. And I think Louis Tomlinson is a really great example of that. Of that is a good, I, I always thought he was one of my favorites, especially in Night Changes. Like his solo there is awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And he's somebody who, if you take his voice away, One Direction isn't One Direction. There's something missing and you can tell what it is. Like it doesn't sound right. And you're just like, mm, how do you take huh. away his voice? How do you do that? Well, just like but, if he's missing, like, you oh, okay. It. I didn't know if there was yeah. like a program. Well, you take away Louis. Well, no. It doesn't sound good. <laughs> no, I just meant he has like such a unique voice. Um, it's got so much texture in it. It just feels like really like gravelly, but in like a good way. Mm-hmm. It just adds so much complexity, I think. And I don't think One Direction is them without him. And oh, I totally. Don't know, like, and I've never felt like he really got the recognition he deserved. Niall was somebody who in the very beginning, like there were videos of him crying on stage because people would like be so mean to him and like awful. And like they would ask Niall to take a picture of like them and Harry or them and Liam. And Niall's like, I'm part of the band too. Um, That's like, sad. Oh no. I know it was terrible. And like, I think Niall fans really rallied over the years. Now he's on The Voice and like, you know, Louis fans are also super passionate about making sure he gets the recognition mm-hmm. that he deserves. Those two were kind of like singled out as yeah. being like second class and everyone was like, no, they're wonderful. Leave them alone. Absolutely. <laughs> like, yeah. You take out one piece, the puzzle doesn't fit. When somebody leaves the band, the band usually winds down quickly after. Zayn left and then they did one album and then it's like, okay, like, mm-hmm. you know, right. he was an integral part too. Like you can't just take away one part of the picture and then expect the picture to look the same. It's just not how it works. And we saw this when Kevin left the Backstreet Boys too yes. and how that well, impacted- it is when they put out Undone though. So, oh, that's true. Would, that have, would we have had Undone if Kevin had not left the band? I bet we still would. Just saying. Let's get a recording of Undone with Kevin. Problem solved. Well, they they perform it live, so we know what it it sounds like. I know you probably are hesitant to talk about your favorite boy band members because you're friends with a lot of them. Oh, no, I'm not hesitant. (laughs) Well, I don't know if you want to talk about that, how you kind of became friends with your friends with a few members of NSYNC, your friends with O-Town. Do you kind of want to talk about that at all? It just kind of happened and they all kind of happened in weird, interesting ways. I kind of, I was asked to perform on this cruise that Lance was putting on, Lance Bass and Friends cruise. I mean, I had reached out to <laughs> the guy who booked it and I was like, hey man, I would love to do this cruise. I perform all over and a lot of cruise ships, blah, blah, blah. I'd love to do this one. He's like, what do you charge? I'm like, just let me do it. <laughs> <laughs> and so he's like okay so he you know I 
So that was like my in, my initial in to to sync to Lance and Joey. Ryan I had met because I had opened for him before we even, even know each other. Uh, Ryan Cabrera. In like two, yes, in 2004, because Ryan was also on this cruise and so was Nash. That was my first time meeting Nash. But when you're on a cruise ship for a week with these people, you get to know them pretty well. So it was, you know, and... and and Joey and Lance made them and Ryan and Nash made themselves very accessible to everyone, especially if you were performing on the cruise, which I was. And they came to my show and I did a full hour and uh, it, was, it went really, really well, which was kind of like validation or kind of being like, OK, he's legit. He's not just like a fanboy trying to like, but I can perform, too. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, it's legit. So that's kind of how I met them. And I just played it cool. You know, I don't like bother them. I'm not like annoying. I don't think. Maybe now a little bit, but I'm trying to keep it cool. And and then when, you know, Lance comes to town or he has a show, I, you know, I'll hit him up. Be like, hey, I'm going to come bring some friends. Can we, you know, want can we say hi? And he's like, oh, yeah. You know, so I'll usually get to go and, and have some time with them if they're in town. So that was like Lance and Joey. Oh, Lance and um, Joey. And then I met Chris. He's hosting the Pop 2K tour with O-Town and Ryan. So it's just like, we're just there. So I see him all the time. I, I go to a few of those shows when I can. They're real fun. Those Pop 2K shows. Have you been? Oh, they're amazing. I haven't been yet. I, I wanted to go to the one in Connecticut, but I had something going on that weekend. So yeah. Uh, yeah. I heard I it was, I didn't go to that one. I heard it was fun. I actually haven't gone this year to any of them. I, I really want to, but last year I went to one and that's where I met Chris for the first time. And, and he's just such a nice guy. I got like a tattoo of Chris on my arm and we, um, he like joked about that and stuff. And then we like went into his, just Chris and I are like in his dressing room and talking for like an hour and a half, just about, I was asking him anything I wanted about sync, about this and that, but he was just, you know, telling me a lot and very, he's like very honest about everything. And he's just like a really funny guy. And I told him that I started doing comedy because I would watch his videos and he, in his interviews, he was always so funny. And my mom and I would like watch him, do these interviews together anytime in sync was on my mom was like oh let me know when you know when they're on because i want to see what chris says because he's just such a funny guy oh he's and, hilarious uh, yeah and so we'd, we'd we'd laugh at that and then yeah it was then uh o-town yeah just o-town from being around whenever o-town announced they're getting back together i actually tweeted that i was going to open for them and then they retweeted that and then it got everyone excited because they hadn't announced a tour and i don't know them and i wasn't scheduled to open for them but I put it out into the universe and then I did open for them like a month ago so it all made sense thinking of manifesting and shooting your shot oh do you want to hear about I have a I have a not boy band related but a shooting the shot story I wrote a one-man show about like my life as like it was it's a funny show it's not like biographical it's it's a funny I like it's a like my comedy juggling show but it was like a little layered more of a narrative I wrote this show and I was thinking, who do I want to direct this show? Like if I could pick anyone in the world, who would be a good fit? And I thought Neil Patrick Harris would be great. So I saw on this website called Interbridge that Neil Patrick Harris was going to be a guest on Regis and Kelly in New York. And Interbridge is a website that shows you who's going to be on what talk show in New York. And so I was like, oh, so I'm going to go to the studio and I'm going to get him before he gets into the building. And I'm going to tell him that he should direct my show. Like, who does that, right? So I woke up at like six in the morning. This was like 2010. Woke up, I was really tired. I typed up a letter. I got like my DVD and I'm just in the cold. I'm just waiting. I'm just like waiting. All of a sudden an SUV pulls up and I'm the only one there. I'm like, 
waving at the like hey excuse me excuse me and then he comes out i'm like hey what's up man i'm marcus he's like nice to meet you i'm like listen i'm a juggler comedian i wrote a one-man show i'd love for you to direct it here's a paper i typed up about me and here's my dvd and he's like thanks and then he went into regis and kelly then three weeks later i'm performing on a cruise ship kind of sad i'm lonely you know like my wife's not with me i'm just like yeah and i get an email and it's from neil and he goes hey man i watched your dvd good stuff i'm down balls in your court what's up i'm like so then i email neil and we like emailed back and forth for like months trying to figure out how to make this work and he just got way too busy he was filming smurfs too but then um 2012 I got booked to perform at Outside Lands in San Francisco. And he was also booked at Outside Lands. So his uh, assistant reached out to me and said, hey, Neil saw that you're going to be performing with them or at the same venue. Do you want to do a show together? I'm like, yeah. So then Neil and I did a little uh, piece in a show together. And that was uh, it's my Neil Patrick Harris story. And in that show, the premise was we were best friends growing up. But then he got really famous and I'm just like juggling. <laughs> So people who watch that video think I'm really best friends with Neil Patrick Harris. <laughs> so it's so funny. Like we had people on my wife's side of our family, like come to our wedding and they were like, is Neil going to be here? I'm like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> oh my God. That's amazing. This story. I love that you just put these things out into the universe. What a, yeah. what a great story. Uh, there's two things that I want you to put out into the universe. One in sync reunion. Yes. Yeah. I want that. <laughs> That would be great. And then two for Lizzie, One Direction reunion of some capacity. Yes. A B3 reunion. I want to get them all back together because they have like the When We Were Young festival. And I was thinking how cool would it be if there was like one of those, but like more like pop acts for like from back in the day, you know, you get like who would, okay. I mean, we don't have time to think of who would be on it, but like, I think everyone knows like it would have to be the band we've talked about, maybe Sammy. Maybe like uh, we'd have to throw in like some girl bands too, like Spice Girls, Dream TLC, or something. yeah, Dream, yeah, Three LW. Oh, mm-hmm. so good. Black, and then we could get oh. JC to perform with them. Ooh, now you're talking. That'd be good. I'm for it. I love it. Okay, manifesting all of this to happen. <laughs> yes, yes. We need to talk about seeing the three fifths in sync reunion at Ryan Kapoor's wedding. Ooh, oh, wow. This was amazing. So Brian Cabrera got married and my wife and I went to the wedding and we knew that there was, I knew I was going to see Lance, Joey and Chris there. And I was thinking, you know, it was, uh, and there were so many people there. It was unbelievable. The, it was one of the craziest experiences of my life. Just being at this wedding, seeing all these people and everyone was there. Our table for dinner was like, <laughs> it was me and my wife our friends Micah and Isabel, then Debbie Gibson, then Constantine from American Idol, Marlis, <laughs> and then uh, Joey Fatone. <laughs> then, um, then it was just when I was like at our table, like <laughs> to eat, like it was what? It was wild. And there were some other people there, I think from like the Amazing Race or something. Um, I don't know. Crazy. It was so fun. And everyone was such a good mood. It was good vibes all around. The ceremony was very beautiful. Um, I was so happy to be part of it. Uh, another comic Michael Yo who is uh, a, a good friend of mine was there too so we were like the two comedians of the whole group yeah it was, it was awesome 
What a but crew. it was crazy. And then, and then the whole thing with like in sync performing just happened organically. They just like hopped up. Joey and Chris hopped up on stage, and then they were calling for Lance to come up on stage. Lance came up on stage. The band just started playing "Bye Bye Bye" immediately. Then Lexi, who married Ryan, got up and started doing the dance. Uh, and everyone was, I was just in the front row, just like filming the whole thing. I filmed the entire thing. It was unbelievable. Whew. I was losing my mind. I think I, I posted the whole thing on my Twitter, but I'll, oh, I'll you send you the link. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. You're like, this awesome. is the greatest day of my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely what one place- of them. Yeah. It was incredible. What a place to be at. You were in the right place at the right time with the right people. Well, then and I the right got my amount photo of with, with the three of them. Yeah, before that, during dinner, I got my photo with the three of them. I'm like, oh, oh, this is, this is, this is awesome. I, you know, sometimes I look around and I'm like, is this really my life? Like, I'm, what? You know, it, <laughs> like the night before, I was at a club with Joey Fatone and I was wearing a shirt I made that says Justin and JC and Lance and Joey and Chris and Marks. And I, was wearing, <laughs> I wore that out because it was just like one of my t-shirts in the collection. Now I'm seeing Joey. I'm like, oh no, he's going to think I'm psycho, but he loved, you know, it was great. So that's, that's so fun. You Lou Pearlman them. You became the sixth member. <laughs> I, that's right. <laughs> that's right. I should have asked my, my take. Um, but yeah, that <laughs> wedding was, was great. I think, you know, no one was expecting to get up and perform. I don't think Ryan... I don't think that's something you can ask of those guys to like, Hey, you know, you know, I know it's not the whole gang, but do you want to get together and do a little performance? But it was, it was fun. Yeah. And I wore an instinct shirt to the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> Way to manifest it even more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You put that exactly. out. Into- that's so funny. Got I it. love that. I love I that so much. I cannot tell you how much I loved Ryan Cabrera when I was in like late middle, early high school. I mm-hmm. loved him so much was just yeah, like, ryan's great guy great dude his new song worth it is out now i'm in the <gasps> music video check it out you oh are my gosh we're gonna have to go look yeah. at that anna yeah we'll look at it uh it's me like going like this <laughs> just dancing i love it i love it if you blink um, you'll miss me but i'm in there <laughs> marcus Always a pleasure. I'm excited for you to come back and do the O-Town episode. Yes. Can't wait. Uh, I'm there. Is there anything that you want to promote? I know that you have your podcast back. Is that still like a... So, well, it was just one episode I forgot to post oh. like four months ago. I was <laughs> oh, like, oh, okay. wait, we never posted the paparazzi episode, but it's actually my favorite episode. So go listen to that. I'm starting a new podcast with my friend Mike pretty soon. You two are going to love it because it's all about boy bands as well. Um, but that's coming out not, I mean, we we're just in the early, early stages of, of, uh, of figuring out how to do it. We should do an episode together. That'd be really fun. Yeah. I'd love that. I'd love that. Yeah. But you can follow me on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, all the good stuff. Dates. My tour dates are on marcusmonroe.com. Uh, yeah, this is good. I had a great time. Awesome. We had a great time too, be. as always. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so Thank much, Marcus. You. Bye bye bye. <laughs> is that is that too on the nose? No, <laughs> that's perfect. That, right? <laughs> I'm leaving that in. I'm leaving it in. It's right. gold. All right. You get it because it's from the song in sync song. We get it, Marcus. <laughs> okay. Right. Oh yeah, we got you. All right, Anna, right, Lizzie, thank you so much for having me. Uh, take care, and we'll we'll talk soon. Sounds right. good. Bye. Bye, right. bye everyone.
Thank you so much for listening to This Must Be Pop. Add us on Instagram for more content and to be the first to find out which band will be featured in the next episode at This Must Be Pop Pod. That's This Must Be P-O-P-P-O-D on Instagram. Got a question or suggestion? Email us at This Must Be Pop Podcast at gmail.com. 